0: hello my epsomites that's a new one epsomites now listen up everybody we've got some special guests with us today one of them's over from america and if you're listening from america that this podcast is not going to be about fish or chips okay we are much more than that over here okay and if you're from wales sounds like a good idea doesn't it friday sun's out could go for some but you know we are more than that. We could we could have some tea afterwards, maybe stick on some Ed Sheeran. We've got a good night on our pants. And if you are from England, look, that was a joke. Okay, I understand. We're sick and tired of being looked at as fish and chip junkies. But I'm just entertaining the guests, all right? Making them feel welcome. Anyway, welcome to episode twenty-four of the Why Aren't You Normal? Epson podcast. Woo. Wayne, Wayne,
1: Wayne, 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 Wayne,
0: Wayne, 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 Wayne. So, my name's not Wayne, it's Lewis. But why aren't you normal at some stance for Wayne? Let's just get that clear because I understand we're going to have some new listeners today. And when you send me that fan mail saying this was the best podcast you ever listened to, just remember to say, Dear what I nearly said it there. Dear Wayne, no, say, Dear Lewis, thank you for creating Wayne. What a life changer. Okay, I better introduce the guests. Today we have two members of the Church of Latter-day Saints, also known as Mormons, but...
2: Our nickname is Mormon, but it's not actually referred to as Mormon anymore because we like to centre it on Jesus Christ and we like to keep him as the centre. And uh, But Mormon is the nickname because of the Book of Mormon.
0: So get that right. That was Sir Sister McColgan uh, explaining that one. And we also have Sister Bloxham. Uh, Sister Bloxham, could you explain to us a bit of background information on the Church of Latter-day Saints? For instance, who's Joseph Smith?
3: Yes, Joseph Smith was, um, he restored the church. So if you were to restore a car, right? How would you want to bring it back?
0: Um, Perfectly running and smooth. That's
3: the exact same with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is what Joseph Smith did. And so in 1820, he had a question. You know, this was a time, this was back in America, and this was a time of religious excitement. Um, Freedom of religion was kind of a new concept, and so what he did is he turned to the Bible. He turned to James chapter 1 verse 5, and it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and it abradeth not, and it shall be given him. And what that scripture is saying that if you have a question, turn to the source, ask God, and that's exactly what he did. And so he went into a, just like a grove of trees. We call it the sacred grove. And there is where he knelt down and he asked God. And he said, Heavenly Father, where, what church do I join? I don't know what to do.
2: Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, while he was there, he had this amazing vision experience. And he saw God the Father and the Son. And um, we like to recount it because his account is better than ours, so we just like to say it from memory. But it goes like this. I saw a pillar of light exactly over my head, above the brightness of the sun, which descended gradually until it fell upon me. When the light rested upon me, I saw two personages whose brightness and glory defy all description standing above me in the air. One of them spake unto me, calling me by name, and said, pointing to the other. This is my beloved son, hear him. And so this this experience that Joseph had in the trees, uh, in the grove of trees, was one of the most influential things that happens in this restored church. Um, it's Jesus Christ's church, and so it's not Joseph Smith's church, but it, he was able to restore it back to the earth through God and Jesus Christ, telling him that there was no true church on the earth, and that he had to restore the one that Christ formed while he was on the earth.
0: So, Jesus Christ's original intentions for coming down to earth under God's command, it got a bit skew With So, Joseph Smith was approached by God to restore the church and get everybody on the right track. And thus, the creation of the Church of Latter-day Saints happened. But what are Sister Bloxham and Sister McColgan doing? Well, they are here on something very interestingly called a mission. They're missionaries. So they get sent over to spread the word. But I'm, look, I'm I'm not gonna explain it. You're sick of my voice by now. Let's jump into the podcast where we're gonna hear a bit about what a mission is to somebody who's from the Church of Latter day Saints.
3: So the England, it's called the England London Mission in the England London area. And so we move around all the time. Before I was here in Epsom, I was living in Oxford. Um mm. and so we're we're just um around doing doing our work in there and we are here for a period of 18 months. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a lot of fun.
0: And you come from Wales. Yes. So where's your journey taking you so far? So you was a greenie, is that right? Yes. So a greenie <laughs> is, a, is an amateur, or just started your your, <laughs> your mission. But not an amateur, but you are need to. So um, is this your first placement over in Epsom?
2: So it actually is, yeah. But um, so you're like a greenie for the first two transfers, which is like six weeks of transfer. And so I've been out for three transfers, so I'm not a greenie anymore. Oh, you're fresh out of the greenies. But yeah, I have been only in Epsom so far, which has been great. I love Epsom. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: and what's the purpose of the mission? Is it to learn about yourself or is it to spread the word?
3: It's our purpose is to invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement, repentance, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and enduring to the end. As we just share our message about these principles and invite others to do that, um, and strengthen their faith in Jesus Christ, it just makes us so happy, and it makes it makes everything worth it. It makes every sacrifice so good. Yeah. I guess it's like an add on that you grow
2: personally as well. Because yes. There's a lot of things you wouldn't do normally that you do on a mission, like reach out to random people on social media or on the I street. <laughs> it's, it's how you grow personally as well, but it, it's the purpose is to invite others.
0: Yeah, so it's like you get the travelling experience that people would go for, or the gap year experience or the people that go for, but um, also at the same time, uh, paying respect to your faith and, and, and Jesus Christ. So I guess that it's an all-round sort of really positive experience. Do Do boys and girls do it together, or do you generally get paired into the same... With the same gender as you
2: so your companion so the person that will be with you is the same gender yeah but you will live together with elders that's what we call the boys mm-hmm. and so it'll be yeah different groups i guess but your companion will always be the same gender.
3: yes it's very complicated to explain <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a lot of groups together of mm-hmm. elders and sisters and we come together and yes we do work together in groups and um like just yesterday we had a, a meeting here mm-hmm. just to talk about the area, see how everything's doing and it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: and who 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 decides where you go?
3: I guess how how would you say that? In regards to
2: the, the London the, the mission,
0: yeah, so okay. what, what who decides you go to Epsom and, yes. and Oxford, etc. So
2: there's a person called the mission president and so he is in control of where you're gonna go. He prays about it and he gains revelation about individual missionaries and then places you in areas with different companions. Yeah, it's all spirit led.
3: It's crazy. (laughs) Like the (laughs) amount of oh my goodness, the amount of lessons that I've learned from the areas that I've been placed in and the companions that I've been with and you learn so much and it's just the tiniest details that you're learning and you couldn't have learned anywhere else. And it just goes to show like how in tune with the spirit oh you have goodness. to be in order to know, okay, this person needs to go here, this person needs to go there, and it's it's crazy. When you say
0: tiny lessons and moments, what do you mean?
3: Oh, <laughs> how long is this podcast going to yeah, be? As long as you <laughs> like, as long as <laughs> like. Oh, my. Wow. There's uh, so many. I think the most important thing that I've learned here on my mission is just... Sorry, I don't know why I'm like getting so choked up about this. Oh, it's, right. it's just that God loves everyone and he, his son Jesus Christ loves everyone. Yeah. And he's so aware um it's been it's been hard. Missions aren't they're not just oh I'm going to go take a gap year. I'm going to go on a two-year vacation. It's a lot. But it makes it so worth it when you see the change in people and you get to help them. There's there's not not a better feeling.
0: When is it a feeling that you feel for yourself, as in the the, the feeling of Jesus Christ, or is it something you see in others? Something you already believe, like and you see that it comes out almost.
3: So I feel it's called the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And so um, I wish <laughs> I wish I wish people could see this analogy. Um, but basically. Whenever you do something good, right, you feel happy. Yeah, that's the Holy Ghost confirming truth unto you. If you're doing something that Jesus Christ would have done. It's in accordance with what He did, um, and so being on a mission here, we get to feel that all the time, because this is what Jesus Christ did, and we get to to help others, and. It's so rewarding. I've said that probably five times. You're going to come this so many times. But it's, just <laughs> it's so rewarding. I cannot emphasize that enough.
0: Yeah. So if anything, it's something you've sort of been building up for your whole life. And now you're like, wow, I'm actually here doing it. So I guess every day it's like immensely special. But what about yourself um, in terms of your experience day to day? How are you finding it?
2: Uh, I would say, yeah, it's, it's unlike anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> You'd ever c- consider. And like, for me, I was I was very worried to go on a mission because I don't like talking with people. It was like, ooh, scary. You're doing great, you're doing great. <laughs> no. And um, so just the whole concept of it just really terrified me. But all my family are like members, I guess, of the church. And so uh, I had this, all uh, oh, my siblings went on mission. So like my sister went to Hong Kong on her mission oh, well. and um, they all went into different places. And it, so it was always kind of in my mind to go, but I was, I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually terrified. But um, I decided that was like the first time I decided to properly pray about it. And so um, I I like knelt down and I, I got on my knees and I, and I asked God if it was something I needed to do. And I just got this peace. And it was wow. just, it was just amazing. I was like, I was feeling so nervous. I was like, I'm going to struggle to talk to anyone it's going to be awful I'm going to feel anxiety in the next 18 months of my (laughs) life but it's just this overwhelming sense of peace and then throughout the whole process of starting my mission I just felt peace and it was just the most amazing thing and so I think every single time that I think oh maybe I can't do this on my mission I just think back to that and I think back no I'm meant to be here and this is what I'm meant to be doing right now
0: it's an amazing mindset to be part of. Even this morning when I woke up and I was laying in bed and I've got quite a hectic schedule at the moment and um, I had a bit of a lay-in being that it's Saturday and I had, this, um, I had this dream and it was about... I was zoning in and out of it for sort of two hours and the, the, the thing I kept taking away was when I was waking up was like, just relax, just relax your mind and find a, a sense of peace. And I was like almost meditating on it, Um, and it was the best start to my day I've had in in ages because I allowed myself to just really let go of anything and realize that I can't control much, but I can control how I'm gonna process what's in front of me now. So is is that like a similar feeling that you sort of find with with the peace?
3: Everybody feels it differently. Yeah. It's so true. Um, Jesus Christ and God, they know how you feel pain is gonna be different how I feel pain. How you feel peace is different how I feel peace. And they know that and so everybody feels the holy ghost and they feel the spirit differently it's just i think it just goes to show that god and jesus christ know each and every single one of us individually yeah. if he knows what our triggers are then he knows how we're going to be receptive
0: yeah yeah okay so a day-to-day life when you're on your mission um you know is it is it different than life throughout home? you know oh yeah, like your routine. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay go on explain <laughs>
2: You so we get up 6:29 every morning. It
0: has to be 6:29. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Why is that?
2: <laughs> so usually on a mission you'll go, you'll wake up 6:30, but in the England Under mission we wake up 6:29 because we give that first minute to the Lord. Okay. And so we'll wake up and we'll immediately start to pray. Well, we'll get out of bed and then we'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pray, <laughs> um, and then
3: we'll start preparing for the day. Yes. So. After we pray, we wake up, we'll about get ready, mm-hmm. make some good breakfast. Um, and then once from 9 to 10, we, well, do, we do daily planning. Oh, we do daily planning, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we schedule out our day make sure everything's <laughs> good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from 9 to 10, we'll do personal study. We read from the Book of Mormon, and we read from the Bible. Yep. And so we have other resources that we can read from as well. Um, But we will, yeah, we study those, and then we will just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's game time after that uh-huh. well um we have so many lessons um we'll have meetings people that want to meet with us mm-hmm. um and we yeah i guess what else we do finding. so we'll talk with new people yeah. see if they're interested to learn uh we'll do content creation yeah uh, something that we're really big on especially with our mission is um content creation um and creating um i guess pieces that people are willing to, to I, guess, I guess just to refer themselves to us as well and yeah. um we have as a mission we have a facebook page and an instagram page as well mm-hmm. and so just just doing those for that
0: as well. so are you encouraged to put like a personal spin on your mission a bit more like a dissertation almost you know so it's like what, what what are you guys going to do to make your mission special mm-hmm. and yours is content okay. creation
3: i guess I, I mean everybody has like their own purpose as a missionary of yeah. You know what they want to get out for themselves personally, but you know, I I guess like each Insta- each missionary we have Instagram, right? Yep. And so if you, my Instagram is going to be versus different than Sister mccolgan's Instagram, but it just it, that's our personality. This is who we are, and um, yeah, I guess that's
2: yeah. We're just trying to be authentic and genuine because we are real people. Yeah. <laughs> and so.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm calling a timeout. Sorry. Time out. That's what the Utah audience do. So I've just said sorry there, how English is that? I'm not even talking to anyone. Uh half time. We have just one half time in our football. You guys have four quarters. Um we just like to get ours done in just two main hits. You guys like four. I get it. I get it. You can't you you, you can't you can't go as long as us over here. just just joking. Just joking. So <laughs> It was a good time to stop because I think Sister McCulgar made a really good point about they are normal people. Now, I went into this obviously knowing they're normal people, but walking into a church is intimidating. I was intimidated. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to be spoken to me. But I would just like to say what lovely people. What lovely people at this church. And thank you so much for welcoming me over here. We moved on appropriately then to the issue of mental health. Um, the issue of mental health for young people and the issue of mental health within religion. Quite interesting because if I was feeling low at at certain points in my life, I might look to some kind of external form of enjoyment to make me feel better. Have a drink, buy something, watch some TV or, or play some games. Nowadays, generally... In my age and wisdom, I tend to try and understand what the problem is at the source. Maybe I'll write a bit of journal. Maybe I'll do some meditating, which funnily enough is similar to the idea of prayer, which is interesting to compare these different tactics. So we're going to go on now to Sister Bloxham and Sister McHogan, explain a little bit behind what mental health is to people nowadays and getting a little insight into how the church might be dealing with it. Wait found, you said that you found Jesus Christ and it changed. What was your story and what was your experience of that?
3: I'm so, this is something that definitely needs to be talked about. Um, it is not something that we can just push under the surface anymore. Um, anxiety and depression is so real. Um, when I've seen it firsthand, is it, it's scary for me to talk about, I'll be honest. If you're happy to. Though, no, it, I, I want to talk about yeah. this. Um, so, yes, I if at the beginning of my post um it says I have anxiety and I never knew the magnitude of it until I moved from my home in America to England um growing up I always um I always I definitely I would get nervous a lot I was involved in um I was a, I was a dancer I did ballet a lot and I was a cheerleader as well and so having that I developed um I guess I would say very bad self-image issues. That's that's the best way to put it. Um, and so I'd always get very anxious about stuff, but it would just be I'm fine, I'm fine, yeah, everything's sure. okay. Um, and once I got here to England, I noticed that I wasn't I wasn't sleeping at night, <laughs> and then I would wake up and I would start to feel very anxious. Um, Sister McColgan firsthand has just been able to to witness some of the, my struggles that I've been going through. Um, it's just the feeling of, you know, waking up and you just, you don't want to get up out of bed Oh yeah. and it's the feeling of your heart is racing and I don't know why. Um, you know, I, I'm out here, I'm on my mission, I'm doing what I've dreamed of, but at the same time, like this is holding me back. And, um, it wasn't until even just a few nights ago, I was literally on my hands and knees just praying as hard as I could, Heavenly Father, I am here living my dream right now, but my anxiety and depression is holding me back, and it's real, and it's scary, and it's, um, I just got the most overwhelming feeling of that you're not alone, so many people who suffer from this they feel alone they feel what's the point why am I here but Jesus Christ knows why we're here God knows why we're here he's, he's just a prayer away and you can feel feelings of peace as well I'm thankful for my anxiety and my depression I it's 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 bothered me for the longest time I've been so embarrassed about it and so scared to be open about it but I'm thankful for it because I can it helps me draw closer it helps me increase my faith it helps me just to just to know that everything's going to be okay and that there is hope and that I'm strong and that anyone else who's suffering from this is strong as well I've seen firsthand so many people in my life who struggle with this and I I just anyone who's listening to this right now who's struggling with a mental illness, you are strong.
0: Um, So you found that sense of peace and you continue to practice um, this uh, as your answer. Um, Have have you found that the the, the, the realization of confronting it, admitting that the problem is there, Mm -hmm. has opened you up to the next step and and sort of recovering from from this illness, we're going to call it?
3: And that is the beautiful thing about being here on my mission is that I was able to really realize, okay, what is this? It's not normal to feel this. And that's what I noticed in the beginning. I didn't pay attention to those signs of, hey, I'm not okay right now. But when you come on a mission, you remove yourself from everything in the outside world. And you're able just to focus on, okay, what is, why am I here? What am I doing? And you're able, so many problems and so many things that you didn't know come up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And uh, my anxiety and depression was one of those. Um,
0: When you're you're praying, um, do you, so you're asking for guidance. And then the answer comes after prolonged silence, I assume. You know, so you, you ask the question, you really establish what it is that you're trying to overcome. And then eventually you hear something that reassures you. Yeah. Is, is, is that the process that generally happens?
3: So how we pray in our church is we do it like a letter. So you yeah. start off by saying, Dear Heavenly Father, because we're addressing God. God is our loving Heavenly Father. And then you say whatever you want. You say what you're struggling with. You say what you're thankful for. Um, anyone that you're just thinking of, that maybe you could use a few extra blessings. Um, you can say whatever you want. And then you end it with, In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And So... And then when you, quote, receive your answer, it comes to, it's just like what you said with the the Holy Ghost, it comes to everyone different. Answers just don't come right away, right? Mm. You know, and it takes time. Some prayers might take 30 years to be answered. Some prayers might take 30 seconds. But every single prayer is answered. Mm. I know
0: that for a fact. 100%, I agree with you. So over lockdown, I practice meditating quite a lot. And I often spend the first half an hour of my day just sitting alone with my thoughts. And I tend to find that, at first, I have a jumbled mind and everything's going crazy in there and, and I'm letting all these things out and then I practice just being silent. and. It doesn't, there's no, like you say, no answer necessarily, but there's like this um, experience where you get to just get deeper and deeper within yourself and the questions become clearer. So the answers don't become clearer, but maybe what, what it actually is that's going on in there, you become to sort of like go into. And I just find it really interesting that somehow we're probably practicing the same thing. I know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> even though it's, yes. uh, even though it's uh, under different words or terms, yeah. the, the feeling is still the same.
3: It's so true. Yeah. Honestly, that's a beautiful thing about prayer. Is that there's no wrong way to pray, mm. you know, when, if you just ha- have it as that, and you're addressing God. And at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. We're all praying to, to one God, and it's, we get to f- experience those same feelings, and that is the beautiful thing. No matter who you are or what what you do, it's, it's going to be the same.
0: All right, we're we'll lighting up now because we've gone, we've gone deep yeah. there as well. <laughs> um, so as we was walking around, um, you showed me the the lovely little sports hall slash area that you had, yes. um, and I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not meaning to, because I think maybe get forgive forgive me if I'm wrong. When you are a part of the Church Latter Day Saints, sometimes you feel like people look at you a bit like, especially being in England when you first show your message, a bit like, oh, who are these people? No, exactly. And then obviously my purpose of this chat is to find out that you're just regular, like every, like everybody else <laughs> and stuff. So <laughs> we'll we'll go through we'll go through a few things that you yes. do. So in terms of having fun, what 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 do you guys like to do? Uh, like obviously, what how do you spend your days when you're when you're letting your hair down, so to say?
2: Uh, I love like painting. Uh, I love playing netball. Just the regular things. <laughs> Watching Netflix and yeah. i was back
3: home, it was a great time. <laughs> yes. I mm-hmm. love um, being with my friends and family. There yeah. is nothing that makes me more, more happy. Um, shout out to my friends and family. <laughs> <But> shout <laughs> out to I, Sister Bloxham's friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine too, and I feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Um, but so I'm from a state called Utah, back in America. And so it is big mountains and lakes and rivers and. So I love hiking, being up in the mountains. Uh I live like two minutes away from a canyon, being with my friends and family. I'm big into American football and basketball. So NFL, NBA, college basketball, anything. I'll talk about it
0: all day. What what is it about sports that you that you like? Oh my
3: gosh. <laughs> so my family, if you're a bloxum, you like sports. That's just how it's gonna be. My dad, when we were little, he sat me and my younger sister down. He said, okay, listen up. You're going to listen to these. You're going to watch. You're going to watch the games. You're going to understand who the players are, who the coaches are, what the teams are good, everything, the rules. And your husbands will thank me later. <laughs> and so it's just always been that if you wanted to spend time with dad, you know, you go to a game. And those are just been my favorite, my yeah. favorite family memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that was your, who's in your family? How many members? Have you so
3: got? I have it, two older brothers, me and then a younger sister. And she's just a year younger than me. Um, and yeah, just my mom. And dad.
0: Yeah. And then and who do you support? So is it? Who do you support? Who's the Utah teams?
3: So we have the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a fan of Utah Jazz. Yes. No, you don't. <laughs> so we have the Utah Jazz. Um, that is for the NBA. And then um, Utah doesn't have any NFL teams. So we're big into BYU football. Um, Yeah, that's a, that's my family. So oh, nice, yes.
0: nice. Okay, and do you play
3: any sports? Um, so I did cheer growing up. Oh, yeah. That's a big controversy if cheer's a sport or not, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and is it Salt Lake City? Is that... Yes, I way So what? I'm
3: from I'm from a city called Highland, and it's about thirty minutes south of okay. Salt Lake City.
0: and that's predominantly the, the same church as you as you guys mm-hmm. the um, the mm-hmm. uh, Utah. So what's that like um, walking around when everybody's sort of like it? Is it good fun? Everybody's <laughs> the same. Yeah, yeah,
3: It's definitely it's so um, the same, but yet not. That's the best way to describe it. Um, everybody. Because it it's it's the typical. You live in you know you, the Utah. You have the Utah bubble. Everybody's a member of the church, but um, you still have to figure out who you are, and you still have to figure out. Okay, am I gonna? Is this what I want to do, or you know, or do I want to just do something else? And so it's a good place to live, and I'm thankful for the experiences that I
0: had. That's what I was gonna ask you. Choosing a career does your faith come into that as well or do you tend to just say whatever feels right you you go for and you would just pray for the for the answer or would you just go I'm quite good at this I'm quite good at talking so I've decided I was gonna run a podcast (laughs) and I was hoping it was gonna work so so how how's that process
2: uh I guess it's yeah whatever you're good at is what you should go into we we like to keep Sundays obviously for the Sabbath and so to keep that a holy day we tend not to work on Sundays but again it's it's up to the individual. It's up to what they're good at, what they prefer. But mm-hmm. that's what we try to do. Yeah.
0: So that was the second half. And i got a surprise for you. We've got some extra time. I found out that if you belong to the Church of Latter-day Saints, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't drink coffee, and you don't take drugs. Taking drugs, understandable. It's not really a global thing. But when you think that Epsom at one point had 40 pubs in it, We're quite a big drinking town, so I thought it would only be right to question the sisters over their perception of not having the opportunity to take any mind-altering substances. Now, I'm not for one second suggesting to anybody from Epsom that they should stop drinking. Mm. I know what you guys are like. I'm not going to get anywhere in that argument. But I would like to just take note on (laughs) it. How happy these two were. Everyone was so happy from the Church of Latter-day Saints. Maybe they're onto something here. And also to meditate on the fact that if there's potentially you're an individual who doesn't want to drink, who and you will find out a bit more from somebody from that angle in the coming speech, like a community for people that need to stay away from the potential side effects of taking my daughter in drugs and becoming hooked on them. But yeah, let's let's go into extra time. And then that'll be it from me. Thank you for watching, to listening to the podcast in advance. If you're watching the podcast, stop looking at me. I don't know where you are. I'm in a room of my own. (laughs) I'm losing my mind. Let's go to the rest of the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. And it's a very touching end, I think. So yeah, enjoy. Controversial things to do for fun, you know, which we, which obviously you guys don't drink coffee, you don't drink tea, no cigarettes, no alcohol. Now, if you'd have said to me eight years ago that you guys do none of these things, I probably would have laughed and said, why not? That sounds like a silly thing to do. But now as I'm getting older and I've experienced that side of things in terms of habits and addictions, influence and impact in my community so much you know and i tend to think about it a lot i've grown up in pubs my whole life so my family have always run pubs all over um south of england really and i've seen the troubles that alcohol can bring um i'm starting to think it's not such a bad idea because it opens up your world beyond this immediate instant gratification feeling you know Uh, so what was your did you ever feel jealous that you could never do any of that stuff or do you uh, you're quite just happy and it's just part of life i guess does it? Does that even cross your mind? Because it's such no. a it's such a big thing for us. Like if someone
3: asked me the other day if they were to hand me a beer, mm. right, just like a big glass of beer. They said, "I will give you what is it? Quid? How a do you quid? say quid? Quid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so American. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to give you a million quid, yeah. would you drink this? Yeah, no,
0: you wouldn't take it. No.
3: no, if someone were to give me a cigarette, give you a million quid for it, no.
0: Why? What? What is it? And I, I get why. I just just for just to hear your perspective. Yeah. Like, why is it?
3: There's so, many, there's so many reasons why. I just think I've seen the blessings that come from when I stay away from those substances. I as well have seen how those substances can you know, damage and affect people that I love and care about. And um, just being able to keep, keep, keep those addictions away and just prove to myself as well that, you know what, I don't need those substances. I don't need a cup of coffee in the morning to, to keep me happy or to keep me going. Mm. I'm strong myself and I'm resilient. Um, we know that you know science evolves, and so so does so does this. You know we're starting to see so many, um, I guess like results of just like damages that coffee and caffeine and uh, substance abuse and everything that it's really doing. And I know, I'm just really thankful for it. I guess I would say. Yeah, it's amazing. Can I
1: say something? Love the to. Of them. Yeah, yeah. I was born into church 62 years ago, and when I was 18, I saw my friends go to pubs um, and nightclubs. I don't. Why? Why do I need to wake up and go to church on a Sunday and listen to these boring people going on? Um, And I ended up in serious trouble. I ended up with addictions with alcohol. I ended up with addictions with drugs. I was smoking 90 cigarettes a day and I had a two-year-old son. Um, But I was very I'm not going to really change. I'm enjoying this life, and I was, I was. I can't lie to you. I was enjoying it at that time, and I and I still see the Lord. sent. the Lord said the machineries and two elders knocked on my door, and they worked hard with me. They really did work hard with me, and it's now thirty years since I kicked alcohol and drugs and also cigarettes. Do I like my lifestyle now? Yes, I love it. I love being able to go to a party and waking up the next day and know what I've done. I like to be able to go walking and not be out of breath. But the big thing that I'm really grateful for is that the Lord stood in because I would be dead now. Hmm. And, you know, missionaries do not get a lot of thanks for what they do, but they do come to rescue some most people. Um, they might not think it, but I know two missionaries that rescued me. Um, yeah, I'm ashamed of what I've done, but I've done it and it's helped me grow in the church.
0: But you can't obviously blame yourself because you wasn't to know the damage that well, it caused causing.
1: People say that to me, people say in the church, but it was Satan's fault. No, it wasn't, no. Yeah. I, I have, the, when I was, well, when I was created and born, God put in my brain a yes and a no, and He also left me the telephone number to call home, mm. and that's what I should have done. I should have had more faith and say, "Yes, I, I want to, I want to, I need help. Yeah. I can't do this. I need help." It was a struggle, and it was horrible to say And I had a very good friend that, that really stuck by me, um, but most of all. All the time that I was fighting these these diseases, mm. I could feel the presence, of someone um, just being there, saying, "We can do this. Yeah. We can do it."
0: Yeah, and the church has acted as that support yeah. um, mechanism ever since. Yeah, if yeah I, amazing.
1: If, if I I can go to the bishop if I have a problem with alcohol, and he'll he'll talk to me, and you know i know that if i needed help i just need to lift the phone and say missionaries (laughs) and i know (laughs) (laughs) missionaries assemble (laughs) 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 you know and it is you know missionaries aren't aren't there just to to preach the gospel they're there is your friend yeah Mm -hmm. you know i hear a lot of people saying oh here come
3: these missionaries
1: yeah my son was a missionary and he loved every bit of his mission you know you do grow there's a saying that a mother once taught me that when your son goes out in the mission field or your daughter goes out, they go out a child, but they come back a man, and I could see the change in my son. I saw him leave as a 21-year-old, coming back as a this strong, this strong missionary. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I guess your, your, your mind and your heart is so open um, to answers and, and to asking questions when you're on a mission that you know you get some real things resolved in well, I've never group. done a mission i have never done a mission? no I, oh. no,
1: I should have but I, I turned it down at the last minute oh, okay um, I should have went to Temple Square and I just turned down like nah I don't want it no because I started to see my friends having fun um, I regret it but I, I look at other missionaries um, and I have lots of missionaries in my home I over the years I've had tons of missionaries And you're not just inviting missionaries into your home, you're inviting the Savior into your home. And I think that's a nice thing. Like, I haven't got, I haven't properly met Sister Bloxham because it's, she's only arrived here. Yeah. Sister (laughs) McCogan. Yeah, I can't pronounce her name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's been in my home once, once. Once. But we talk on the phone and we, you talk on Zoom and things like that, and I've got to know her very well. Um, so yeah, it's the say, it'll be nice to get to know Sister Block. Yeah, and I think the thing is, with missionaries, you get an attachment to them, and it breaks your heart when you have to let go of that attachment. Because I don't look at them as my, they're my daughters, yeah, and I'm like a mum to them, and it's like elders and, and mums to them as well, you know, because it is hard for missionaries to leave their mothers mm. and their dads and their families. But I know that they've been truly blessed, they really are, you know. And the nice thing is you can you can talk to your family, that's the nice thing about it.
0: Yeah, and, and you're almost offering it back to them if, if they get scared or, yeah. or confused you know, on their journey, you yeah. can be like, well, look, yeah. this is normal.
1: I've always said to every mission, it's crossed my path. If you ever get low and you want a mother, call me, mm. you know, call me. I'll give you a hug, but I can't do it. I can't oh. do, but I like to hug the, the elders. <laughs> so that's why I like sister missionaries. Yeah. You know? So anytime they get low, they can just come and say, cheat me up, or yeah. I'm missing my family." And you know, and I'll do it. You know, I'll invite she's them. Star. Yeah, she's a star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, making my heart you know, no. they after me muffins. <laughs> 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 when they move, they change them. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do say that, but I never look at myself as a star. I think I could do a lot more, but. It's, it's a joy to have these young people, you know, it is a hard step to put your name to a piece of paper and say, I'm going to do a mission. So how does it make you feel hearing,
0: hearing, sorry, there. There how, how does that make you feel hearing the impact you're having on others right now? I bet that's like a really nice feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's just as Sister Box said in the very beginning, she was like, it's just so rewarding in all ways. It's just amazing. Just Working with members and working with friends outside church.
3: You can really feel
2: that love. uh, It's It's incredible.
3: (laughs) Not just that. It's just the opportunities and the relationships Mm -hmm. you didn't know that you could have. Yeah. Like, you don't know that you can love someone so much. An an American teenage girl can (laughs) love so much i Scott, Scott.
1: Scottish
0: woman, but it's just, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. do you your muffins. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I've got get muffins. I want <laughs> these muffins. <laughs> so, um, so it, it just seems like you will get you you get the benefits of travel, you get the benefits of community. Um, but there's like a platform here for you to do it, and and a support network, and I just think there's such a such a cool thing, I think, I mean, really, really amazing what everyone's doing. And, and like you said, the answers the, and, and the support that you get for yourself as well, it just seems... Yeah. It just, it's just excellent. It's
1: not easy being a Latter-day Saint, it really hasn't been easy, because you have to fight to protect your religion. People who don't understand a religion will, will dig at it and put horrible things on Facebook and the only thing you can do is turn the other cheek. Um, we have our own conditions in the church, we, we have our own commandments and and we're not pushing it into anybody else. If you want it you're more than welcome to it. but I never met a latter day said that will throw it in your face and say, You have to do this. The nice thing about our religion is you're given a choice. And you can either accept it or not accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm sitting where I am now. I really am. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have two great dogs. Yeah. And
0: then you say you know you know where you could have been. Like mm-hmm. if not that, I was interested about what you said earlier about the yes and no. You can either say yes, you can either say no. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you get that um that, that come up several times in the day and if you choose the right thing well, you always get rewarded?
1: Yeah. Every because I've got addictions, you know, I'll always be an alcoholic, I'll always be a, a, a drug addict, I'll always no, I don't take it, I'll always be it. Yeah it's it's on my own shoulders whether right. I I break Um, I hope every night I get on my knees every night and I just thank the Lord that he's helped me through another day because I have a lot to lose mm. I have a lot to lose and I'm not willing to put that at a challenge
0: so what so what the church has provided you is what you've got to lose yeah. so if you if the thing is gone.
1: if you have got an addiction or you have got a problem the same as missionaries if they're having a problem they're lucky that they have a missionary president, his wife who become their mum and dads. And they you know, and they put them in wards knowing that, that ward is going to take care of them. Mm, mm. You because know, a mission president is extremely busy. Um, so they put them in these wards and they know the wards are going to take care of them. But if they have any serious problems they can go to the mission presidency. I just can't cope with this and he will take them into the office and he will talk to them and will show love and he will help them to overcome mm. um, and it is it's a but with us being members of the church have got an addiction or anything like that or even just not getting up in a Sunday, saying I don't, don't want to go to church yeah, like that. Yeah. there's a bishop there yeah and he's got counselors and you can go to them and you can discuss it with them the society president Kim Buns, who is she is oh she is excellent she is on my mantle, she does. You d- you don't have to push her. She'll phone you up and say, "Do you want me to help you with anything?" no, well, you know, you're, do you want me to help. Um. So yeah, we've got this. society that are there for me. So yeah, our, my church holds a lot of support for me. Um, and I know that when I do crack, I can go to them and say, "I need help."
0: Yeah. that's uh, what everyone needs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah? wow! Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Oh, that's really inspiring stuff. Makes me give me goosebumps. Um so yeah, I guess I'm quite happy with everything that we've that we've been getting so far. Um is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or are you quite happy with everything that we've covered?
3: Anything else you wanna
0: uh, add? <laughs> do another shout out to Jesus if you want. but yeah, yeah, I think I think that's really good. Um I am just trying to think. Alex, anything you think we yeah, yeah, you're happy with that? Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, there is loads there. Uh, so, uh, thank you so much, Sister McHogan, Sister Boxham, um, for joining me today on the White Normal Action Podcast. Uh, it's been a inspiring experience. It's opened my eyes to what um, what the church can provide you in terms of spiritually, in terms of eventually, adventurally, that is a <laughs> best word. But, yeah, uh, and I wish you the best of luck with, with the rest of it.
3: Thank you. No, no, thank, thank you for
0: having us. No, that's my pleasure, my pleasure. And that's it.
3: Back home in, in my ward in Utah. There
2: Utah's were crazy. There <laughs> there were
3: about three hundred people in our ward. Yeah, you would go so like here in an when you have like an area, it's called a stake. Yeah, you would drive like five minutes, and it would be a completely different stake. Here you drive like three hours, and it's a new stake. Yeah, yeah, Utah
0: is it actually so is it like the dominant religion now? Is it more common if you meet someone that they're going to be of this faith So it
3: it, it used to be like in Utah, this was like like dominant religion, and like uh, one of the stereotypes about um the church is that it's an american church it's a global church there are more church there's more members of the church in like latin america and like mm-hmm. all like in the in what's it called like brazil south america like, like central yeah North central america. america than there are in the united states really? and canada right now yeah. Uh, yeah well
0: i thought it was sort of usa was a stronghold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay
1: i think it used to, be. It used to, be. It used yeah, to be yeah,
3: yeah. i mean, we, were, we were taught it's so interesting just how like Fast everything's growing, not just yeah. with our faith, but with religion as well. Just like, it's like a wildfire, like everything's just going this way, and it's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and it was like, it was all going the other way at one point, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. And now it oh, seems yeah. to be going, um, I wonder why. Like, do you reckon people would just, don't know, what, what would you say is Because I, w- I, w- I would say that, in my opinion, that we're entering a bit of a post truth world where, like, yeah. the fact that we're all so connected now has made you realize that what you once thought was life is it life for somebody mm-hmm. to, uh, on the other side of the world yep. and there's so many different perspectives like how can i be right oh my god i'm lost you know and then mm-hmm. and then maybe a people may turn into I religion think more than
1: england yeah, years and years ago was the lowest membership for the church and we now look at it and it's quite it's I don't it's high it's but it's not as it's high not bad, as if you look at places like america yeah. or, or south africa yeah. like my son has last baptism he had 27 baptisms yeah. Mm. In one day. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it, it is spreading. But that's one of the activities that we do as a relief society. <laughs> 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 and that's a heart. No, they weren't your hearts were no. they? No. The pictures up was But we do uh-huh. things like that and we meet these for baby. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh beautiful. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's yeah, I say so yeah, we we have fun I think that's mm-hmm. the nice yeah. thing about it. Is I me. think another thing too is that um like, everybody deserves a chance to hear mm. this, right? No matter whether you're in the islands of Madagascar or you're next door in, what, right there. Yeah, like, yeah. everybody deserves to hear this, right? Because God loves everyone. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't discriminate. And this is so important. And so, the because, like, everybody's been going out and sharing about this, it's just, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody... I guess everybody gets the chance to have access to as much information as yeah, possible. Yeah, so you know, true. And everybody wants to say their bit, and I guess and yeah, yeah so make their own decision. Make their own decision, and and that is also a big thing for you guys, isn't it? It's making you make your own decision. It's, it's not, bad. it's not forced upon you, uh-uh. unless, and that's and you don't feel for you don't feel it's forced upon you. Like, oh no, no, no.
3: Sometimes you're like, <laughs> why is it this way? <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's so it's it's like the choices that you make you don't see how good they like you made the right choice until later in life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like the the choice to come on a mission like I'm looking back now to even who I was a year ago. I'm a completely different person. Yeah and so you don't know like even just the tiniest of choices just make all the difference. So you can't
0: know, can you so it's like you almost relinquish trying to know um, and then it and then it opens up your present moment experience mm-hmm. even even more.
3: That's like the big debate is like agency versus like pre preordination like where they're, like you yeah. have like all of your choices or like god has every single like detail planned out for you. My personal opinion it's in the middle. Obviously god has certain people that he will place in your life and certain experiences to guide and direct you, but at the same time it's up to you. You get to make the choices and it's up to you to you know, act to what you're gonna do in order for God to put these people in your path and experiences. If that makes sense,
0: it's like karma, almost. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess like you said about the yes or no. That's why I asked yeah. that question. Because I get faced several times a day of like, like, if I do this, so let see. Like, walking past a drunk food shop, like, like, and, like, and, I, eat and I know that rubbish food is not good for I, me. I can get carried away with chicken. You know, <laughs> so, 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 so I, But I know, and then I eat that chicken, and I go home, and I'm like, if you didn't choose, if you said no, yeah. my day always ends up a little bit better. You know what I <laughs> mean? And, I feel mm-hmm. like you maybe can... It's like a pendulum almost. And like you say, it's more in the... I, f- I believe you have free will to make the choice. Yeah. But then I believe the outcome is going to be... De- like there's, it's not like you can get away with it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? like yeah. I'm going to do this bad choice, but then I'm going to get away with it. It's and so I'll, true. I'll bypass it a little bit and I'll still end up where I want to be. You will make that decision and you will later on go, oh, jeez, you know, I, I messed up there. Yeah. Uh, and if I
1: think it's really what i found is that God gives you two choices. If you pick the wrong choice, you can't turn right to him. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. You You know, you had your choice and you picked the wrong one, so it's all on my shoulders. Yeah. And I, but yeah, I I made some bad choices. I still make bad choices. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I think we're all here to learn. I think that's that's the big one. I kind
0: of think that you know, if if the whole race is evolving or whatever, there's basically, I do kind of think we can. We're all on a collective journey. It's one big race, and then within mm-hmm. that, you get made singular journeys, and then you can choose how much or what side of the story you want to be a part of mm-hmm. in your own in your own little way. Yeah. And eventually, it's, I guess it is just make the just be the change that you wish to see, you know. And then you will inevitably be part of that. That's so and true. it, it, I is it like does it, does it get like competitive with people's faiths and stuff? Like, do you find that people are like I believe more than somebody else? Um, or do you? Is that like not not the vibe of the of the room? Basically, I
3: guess like you know, there's churches maybe, but yeah, not the vibe for for me personally. Like if someone, like, you, you
0: observe that in people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: like I definitely have seen that firsthand in my life. But if someone to you know, we have someone who's Muslim right here, and we have someone who's Baptist right here, like, I love him just the same, because the two great commandments are, love God, and love your neighbor as yourself, Mm. so it doesn't matter, Mm. but as long as we're loving everyone, for who they are, that's what's most important,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you Mm said, oh, it's also fun, it's also good, thank you, (laughs) thank you, good stuff, cool, so do you want to get a few shots, is that alright, should we do like, um,